On today's program, Pastor Orton, I'm not up here tonight to, to make everybody think that I'm perfect. I'm not up here tonight to make everybody think that I haven't gone through things. You've heard my testimony. Amen. I'm not up here tonight to say that I don't struggle with things. Amen. But I am up here tonight to say uh, there's some things, uh, amen, that Pastor Man can't have in his house. Uh, there's some things, uh, amen, that I can't have go across my television screen. Uh, amen. There's music that I just can't listen to. There's words that I just can't hear or say amen there's radio stations that I can't turn to there's people that I can't hang out with there's conversations that I can't have and it's not because I'm too good amen it's not because you know what rewind it's because he made me too good for that idol he sacrificed himself upon that cross amen how dare I turn to that idol that becomes Disgusting. All of that and more next on Today's Truth. husband um, will bring forth the word. This is just a little nugget. But um, this past special offering they took up, uh, we did not know what it was for. So my husband gave $50 and we were like, Lord bless it. Well, um, later on we got $750 back. So that's how it happens. So <laughs> uh, the year before last we gave $1,000 into the ministry and we got $10,000 back. So, and it just goes on. We gave all of our, when we first got married, we gave all of our money away. We had a car accident, and we got a settlement from a car that was paid for, around 3000 When we first got married, this was in 2009. We got married in 2008. This was early January 2009. We got a settlement of, like, little, about 3000 We paid our tithes. It was in a service, and God said, give it all. No vehicle for us. We gave it all. Years later, 2021, a man in our church came to us and said, God told me to buy you a vehicle. We were like, no, you need to pray about this. Well, in the same week he had told us this, a preacher from out of state came in and prophesied to him in front of everybody and said, this is the will of God, and when you do it, God's going to bless you for it. And because he was obedient in that same year, God took his salary from about 40000 to about sixty five and 70000 Another couple, another couple came to us, and we have given, I'm telling you, we have given our grocery money, we have given, when God says give, we've given it. There's several couples in this church, um, Pastor Matt, yes, it's not us, it's obedience to the word, you cannot outgive God. When I give you all these examples, all I'm doing is being like a faucet. The source comes from him, it's not me, it's not me, but the, time, the moment I turn the faucet off means I dry up. Not, not, not God, but another pastor, Matt, sister, Heather, they felt like giving a certain amount and their salary was around what, about 40,000 a year. 
their salary in one year went from 40000 to almost 80000 So in one year, don't tell me that God will not bless you. Last year, it was last, last uh, spring, I was praying. I said, God, I'd like to have a garden, but I know it's going to cost about $400 for me to have this garden. I wrote it down. I wrote down all the materials. This is how I do God because he's my provider. I wrote it down, and I said, God, I want a garden. I'd love to have a garden. But, God, my needs are going to come last. We're going to sow. Pastor said Sunday night, this was like I'd been doing it for like months because I planned months in advance for the garden. Pastor said Sunday night, Brother Heath was preaching. God told me if you, if you give $50 in this service towards Brother Heath's ministry, God's going to bless you. That same week, that Thursday night, we went to church. And another church had no idea. A person I hadn't talked to her in months walked up to me and gave me a check, $500. It works. It works. It works. God has to honor his word. All right, that's the last example. Um, <laughs> I have to hurry through this. Um, but God gave me this. Yeah, it lasts for, for now. That's right. But I woke up to a text message this morning from a lady out of state, and uh, she'll go to her church, and she moved out of state, and I haven't heard from her in months. Um, she was like, um, excuse me, it was Christmas, but last time I heard from her, but she was like, um, sister, I had a dream that I was at, back at TAC to visit, and you had just had a baby girl, and you were just beaming with joy and love, and she said, I believe that dream is going to come to pass. I'm going to come back to TAC and I'm going to see your baby. And that, to me, to wake up to that is amazing. Like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. But, all right, God gave me this. Sometimes we, we try to feel like we have to hide our sin. Um, we feel like sometimes when we come to God, especially if we've been in church for a while, and we feel like when we come to God, we, we're dirty, right? We're dirty. How many feels that way? We're dirty because he's holy. But, you know, when we come into this place, it, this place is for us to change. There's nothing wrong with that. But when we refuse to change or when we refuse to mark up to the word, nothing else but the word. The word of God is the final authority. And we begin to sin and struggle with sin. You will not hide it. Um, God began to minister to me about Cain and Abel. Um, if you'll go to Genesis 4, 6 through 10. Okay, uh, and then the Lord said to Cain, and this, what I'm reading may be a different uh, translation, so I'll just turn around. And the Lord said to Cain, why art thou, and why is thy countenance fallen? And I'll read it this way, and this one real quick. Hang on just for a minute with me. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why, has, why is your face downcast? For if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Eight. This is just, y'all can read that, but I'm going to read, continue to read this translation. Eight says, Now Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. And nine says, Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? And I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? And ten says, The Lord said, What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. You know, sometimes we come in and we, we try to hide things because it's ugly, because it's sin. 
But when you don't confess it, when you don't obey the word, guess what happens? Your sin begins to cry out before God. He sits in heaven in his ears. He can hear the, the sin. He can hear the sin. He can hear it crying out to him. No matter if you refuse to confess it, he still hears it and knows it and sees it. Genesis 18 and 20. And, and this is another example. Um, this is Sodom and Gomorrah. You all know the story of that. How they were just like they were being horrible. Just uh, perversion. The sin of perversion. And just, which I imagine it was everything. Witchcraft, rebellion, whatever you could imagine was going up before God. Genesis 18 and 20 says, And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great. They weren't crying out to God. But the sin was crying out to God. Because you know what happens? He creates everything. He knows everything. He sees everything. And before you ever commit a sin, he sees it. Because he gives you the option to cry out to him instead. But when you refuse, your sin cries out for you. And the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now. I'll read the next scripture. I'll go back to the other one. I will go down now and see whether they have done all together according to the cry of it. Not only does he hear it, but he'll come into your world and he'll check you. He'll check you. He'll come into your world and he'll check you according to the cry of it, which is coming to me. If not, I will know uh, my next scripture. You know, and and it's, it's really weird because all throughout scripture, this never spoke to me. Why? You can be seated. This never spoke to me. But I began to cry out because I thought about everything I had done, the things I had done, the way my thoughts sometimes, you know, everybody in here, we're human. Our thoughts sometimes can be full of negativity or gossip or you're just like, oh, just people in general. But when we act on that sin, God, we don't have to say anything God hears that sin. You might have slipped up and and maybe looked at pornography and you didn't cry out about it, but God heard it. We'll go on to where Miriam spoke against Moses' wife. Miriam, Miriam was family. Miriam was Moses' sister, but he spoke out against his own her own sister-in-law. And it said that God heard it. We cannot hide our sins. Every action will be accounted for. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, can we pray just for a minute? In the New Testament, I don't have this scripture, but Ananias and Sapphira. God knew it. They lied to the Holy Ghost. He knew ahead of time. He knew what they were conspiring in their hearts. He knew that they had deceived. They were going to deceive the Holy Ghost and the man of God. You know, God always gives everybody a chance. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what you do. But we, you know what our chance is? It's to confess it before him. To confess it. Go to Luke 12, 1 through 3. Um, and this is where Jesus was watching the Pharisees in the temple. In the meantime, when there were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, a lot, 
insomuch that there trod one upon another, he began to say to his disciples, first of all, beware ye of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. They are something they're really not. And if you want to know what leaven is, it says that leaven, sim- leaven symbolizes evil influences. It says, per the Torah, the Old Testament, the newly uh, Israelites, when they left Egypt in such a hurry that they forgot that part, that they didn't have time for their bread to rise, it reminded them of Egypt, so they began to do fast to where they wouldn't let their bread rise. So when he was talking about leaven of the Pharisees, he was talking about evil influences. So they wanted to look like they were a part of the temple but they were, had evil influences. They were doing, talking, whatever, talking about people. They were be, using the money dirty and on and on and on. Pharisees, which is hypocrisy, for there is nothing. Now listen, listen to two. Jesus told them, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, nothing hid that shall not be known. Three says, therefore, whatsoever you have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light. And that which you have spoken in the ears, listen, in closets shall be proclaimed upon the housetops. God help our, come on, can we say God help us? God help us. The scripture of the day is, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O God. Um, Proverbs, uh, or excuse me, 1 John, I'll go there first. 1 John 1 and 9. I apologize, Brother Gary, I'm not used to doing this whole thing here. But it says, this is what happens. If we confess our sins, He is faithful. God is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Sometimes all it takes is to say, hey, I messed up. Hey, God, and you know what? If if you can't do it on your own and you continue to mess up, why don't you come to one of the pastors and say, hey, I messed up. I need some accountability in my life. That's why we've been harping on accountability so much Because we need that in this time and day when you've got cell phones and you can say anything you want. You can watch anything you want. Cell phones to me are worse than TV any day because I can't take my TV that's however many inches off my wall. And I can't go into a dark room where nobody sees or hears. But I can my cell phone. All right. uh, Proverbs 28 and 13 would be my last one. I'm just going to finish with this one. It says, he who covers his sin... It says, will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. Can we pray for mercy as my husband gets ready to come? Can we all stand? Can we pray, God, give me mercy, God. Help me to confess, God. God, help me to have a clean heart, oh God, towards you, Jesus. In your name, God, we pray, God. Praise the Lord. Everybody just keep worshiping for a few seconds. Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for the word that's already gone forth. Your presence that's in the house tonight, Lord. Lord, we pray that you anoint, Lord, every word that goes forth, Jesus. We're just your vessel tonight, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated. Amen. Such an honor to be up here. It's a special honor to follow my wife. She's a great anointed woman of God. I don't say that lightly. Um, the proof is in her walk. I don't have to brag on you or brag on her. Y'all can see it. 
Amen. I love my pastor tonight. First lady, Sister Orton, I love them both. Give honor to them. Love Truth Apostolic Church. Amen. We're going to go to Exodus, and y'all remain seated because I have a big passage of Scripture to read. I always um, have a hard time deciding if I need to read a certain amount, but I feel like um, it would be an injustice not to tell this whole story tonight. Amen. And it's going to sound familiar because pastor preached from this passage not very long ago, and when he preached it, God gave me this message. So Jesus, just anoint me tonight. Thank you, Lord. Exodus chapter 32. Amen. And bear with me. Please don't go to sleep. Amen. If you have to stand up and do some jumping jacks, because I am going to be reading the whole chapter. Amen. Exodus chapter 32, starting in verse 1. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we woke not what has become of him. What happened to our leader? Amen. My goodness. Oh, that we could have a babysitting pastor to watch us everywhere we go. And Aaron said unto them, break off the golden earrings. Now we're talking about the leader of the Levitical priesthood here. Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, of your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them unto me. And all the people broke off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them unto Aaron, and he received them at their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool after he had made it a molten calf. And they said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. What blasphemy after all they saw God do for them. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. And they rose up early on the morrow and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. All work and no play. Amen. Rose up to play. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go, get thee down for thy people which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. My wife was talking about the sin going up. He heard this. He saw it. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf and have worshipped it and have sacrificed and have made them a molten calf and have, excuse me, and have sacrificed thereunto and said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Now therefore let me alone, that my wrath may wax hot against them, and that I may consume them, and I will make of thee a great nation. Amen. So here the man of God was in the mountain with the Lord, Obeying God, amen, for the people, and the people go play, amen. But now we see that 
God is so, his wrath is so hot. He's, he's so mad at these people that he wants to destroy them. But here we see the man of God, verse 11. And Moses besought the Lord his God and said, Lord, why doth thy wrath wax hot against thy people, which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power, with a mighty hand? Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, For mischief did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from thy fierce wrath and repent for this evil against thy people. And, you know, it's kind of ironic, this whole conversation that he's having with, with God here. I've never really thought about this till now, I don't think. Maybe I have. Lord, repent of this evil that you're thinking against your people. I mean, you just brought them out of slavery. You just brought them through a Red Sea and, and swiped out and killed all the, all the Egyptian soldiers that were coming to kill them. Or take them back to be their slaves. You've done all this. You've, you've given them manna from heaven. You've given them water from a rock. You've done all these things, Lord, but repent because they've built this calf, amen, and they've begun to worship this idol that they've made as their God. But please, God, repent of this evil that you're thinking against them. Amen. Why? Because Moses, and this is really not the message I'm preaching, but Moses was... Amen. A pastor to those Israelites. He was the man of God that stood in the gap. Amen. So many times that you will read, amen, in the Old Testament. and Hallelujah. He stood in the gap for these people between the judgment of God. Repent of this evil against thy people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, thy servants, to whom thou swearest by thine own self. Amen. If y'all didn't know, there's nobody else he can swear on. There's only one. And says unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven, and all this land that I have spoken of will I give unto your seed, and they shall inherit it forever. If y'all didn't know, we're still part of that. And the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do unto his people, and Moses turned. So... That word repent does not mean God had somehow sinned. It means that he changed his mind because a man of God stood in the gap, amen, for the flock. Amen. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. Amen. And Moses turned and went down from the mount, and the two tables of the testimony were in his hand. The tables were written on both their sides. On the one side and on the other were they written, and the tables were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God. Graven upon the tables, and when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said unto Moses, There is a noise of war in the camp. And he said, It is not the voice of them that shout for mastery. Neither is it the voice of them that cry for being overcome, but the noise of them that sing do I hear. Amen. You will worship something. And it came to pass as soon as he came nigh unto the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing, and Moses' anger waxed hot, and he cast the tables out of his hands and break them beneath the mount. And he took the calf which they had made and burnt it in the fire 
and ground it to powder and strawed it upon the water and made the children of Israel drink of it. Tasty. And Moses said unto Aaron, what did this people unto thee that thou hast brought so great a sin upon them? And Aaron said, let not the anger of my Lord wax hot. Thou knowest the people that they are set on mischief. I think he was kind of passing the buck just a little bit. For they said unto me, make us gods which shall go before us. Amen. This reminds me of a kindergarten teacher. It's like, well, Aaron, um, if they said to go jump off the bridge with them, would you go do it? Amen. You were supposed to be the leader. But anyway, I'm chasing rabbits. Amen. (laughs) They said unto me, make us gods which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we will not what is become of him. Amen. You see, I was at home and I was in my living room and amen. And I was a little bit bored and, 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 and pastor wasn't there with me. So all of a sudden, amen, I found myself scrolling through social media. I found myself scrolling through websites. I found myself, amen, fill in the blank. Verse 24, and I said unto them, whosoever hath any gold, let them break it. So they gave it me. Then I cast it into the fire, and there came out this calf. They gave me all their earrings. They gave me all their gold. I just threw it in the fire, and woof, there it was. The idol just floated out. I mean, pastor, we want to talk about how there was just, God was just such a cruel God in the the Old Testament, the law. You know, I'm sure his judgment was poured out, and you're going to see a little later in scripture where his judgment was poured out here. But it sounds to me, Sister Bonnie, that he was a pretty merciful God. Because here we are hearing the excuse of the priest. Mm-mm-mm. And when the people, and when Moses saw that the people were naked, for Aaron had made them naked under their shame among their, and he must have known that, he must have heard Moses and Joshua coming back down. He must be like, oh, I'm in trouble now. I'm going to make them naked. So maybe they'll think that I'm getting on to them a little bit. Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me and all the sons of Levi gather themselves together unto him. And he said unto them, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, put every man his sword by his side. Amen. And go in and out from gate to gate throughout the camp and slay every man his brother and every man his companion and every man his neighbor. And you might say, Pastor, that sounds kind of cruel. Amen. But you see, sin is contagious. Amen. And iniquity is contagious. And we serve a very gracious and a merciful God. Amen. But at the end, if sin is not stopped and amen, if mercy is not poured out to the point where somebody chooses to change, amen, it will go throughout the camp, amen, and destroy an entire people, which you will see, amen, happened amongst the Israelites. And verse 28, and the children of Levi did according to the word. There fell of the people that day about 3,000 men. God's judgment was poured out. For Moses had said, consecrate yourself today to the Lord, even every man upon his son and upon his brother, that he may bestow upon you a blessing this day. 
And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses said unto the people, you have sinned a great sin. And now I will go up, up unto the Lord. Peradventure I shall make an atonement for your sin. The man of God. How many times has our pastor cried, Lord, please don't let your judgment be poured out. Lord, please. Amen. Let there just be. And this is not my message, but I just feel this in the Holy Ghost. Lord, please, Lord. Amen. Don't let the sword come, amen, to their house today. Lord, just one more chance, please, God. Amen. Please, Jesus, let them just come back. Let them just be faithful. Amen. Lord, just one more year. Let me prune that tree just one more year. Mm. I don't know if I read 29 or, or not, but it says, For Moses has said, Consecrate yourselves today for the Lord. Even every, yes, I did. Verse 30, it came to pass on the morrow that Moses said unto the people, You have sinned a great sin. He's going to make an atonement. Verse 31, Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold. And God's like, well, yeah, tell me something I didn't know. We were having this conversation. I was going to kill them. You said no. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, blot me. Man. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach to you, but I ain't going to hell for you. I'm just going to tell you. Amen. Blot me, I pray thee, out of the book which thou hast written. And the Lord said unto Moses, whosoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Amen. It's time we stop blaming others for our own actions. I really didn't know there was this much nuggets in this. I, mean, I just began to read it and preach it, and there it is. Amen. Some of y'all need to take a look in the mirror. Come on, I said, we need to take a good old look in the mirror and examine ourselves, right? Whosoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Verse 34, therefore now go, lead the people unto the place of which I have spoken unto thee. Behold, mine angel shall go before thee. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit, I will visit their sin upon them. There's going to be consequences. And the Lord plagued the people because they made the calf which Aaron made. He plagued the people because they made the calf. And if we could go back to verse 20, I read all that, and y'all are going to be like, why did you read all that? You could have literally read one scripture. But we're going to go back to verse 20. It says, and he took the calf which they had made, burnt it in the fire, ground it to powder, strawed it upon the water, and made the children of Israel drink of it. I'm going to preach, amen, for a while tonight. The taste of your idols. The taste of your idols. Amen. The word idol, I-D-O-L, is an object of extreme devotion, a representation or symbol of an object of worship, a false god, a likeness of something, obsolete, pretender, imposter. Those are also definitions of idol. So if you're a hypocrite, you're an idol. If you're living one thing at the church and walking out and living another, you're an idol. Amen. A form or appearance visible but without substance. Amen. I would tell a lot of you, Truth Apostolic Church, amen, that you have a lot of things 
in your world that might be visible, but there's no substance there. You see, sin is fun for a season. The Bible even says that. Amen. But at the end, if we don't get it taken care of, it's death. Amen. And it seems like, amen, everything that we get addicted to, everything that we learn to love in this world, every carnal pleasure and entertainment really just has absolutely no substance whatsoever. Amen. Is It's an idol. Amen. I want to tell you, I had an idol in my life. Amen. I probably had lots of them, but I had one, and it was called pornography. Amen. Y'all have heard me testify about it. It was an idol. It had no substance. Amen. I was addicted to a fantasy. Amen. Nothing but fake. Amen. I'm not, not to get gruesome tonight. Amen. But the children are out and I'm not going to go into too far detail. Amen. But here in the 21st century, amen, how many have read the news about Mrs. quote unquote universe? Amen. If y'all haven't heard Mrs. Universe, quote unquote, Amen. It's not a missus at all. It's a mister who has gone through a lot of surgery. Amen. Probably spent millions of dollars. Amen. To become a transgender thing. Amen. So you want to talk about perversion. You want to talk about being addicted to a fantasy. Amen. Some of y'all, amen, are addicted to something that you don't even know. Amen. What the thing is. Amen. It's perversion. There's absolutely no substance. But I would tell you, if you don't get a hold, and I'm not just talking about pornography. I'm talking about, amen, whatever it is. It could be lying. It could be gossip. uh, Amen. It could be adultery. It could be drinking. It could be pills. It could be social media. It could be a number of different things. But if you don't get a hold of this thing, which is an idol in your life, I promise you, uh, amen, when this thing takes you so far, amen, the taste of that idol, amen, is going to be disgusting in your mouth. Amen. But I would tell you right now, amen, uh, this is not really how I thought this was going to go, but I would tell you tonight, uh, amen, my wife set this up so beautifully. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God knows. Amen. I told her my title, but she didn't know any of my scriptures. She didn't know anything. Amen. The taste of the sin that she talked about that cries out to God. Amen. It's a disgust. Amen. Because he sees his children, Brother Matt. He sees the one that he went to Calvary for. He sees the ones that he had his hands nailed into a cross for. His feet nailed into a cross for. Amen. He sees the ones, amen, that he had his a spear jabbed through his side for. A crown of thorns uh, uh, beat into his skull for. Amen. The blood, amen, that, that, that dripped off of him. Amen. He sees. Uh, he sees those ones. Uh, amen. He sees the ones that he took the stripes on the back for. Amen. He sees all of you. Amen. And he made a sacrifice for you. He made that sacrifice that day. Amen. He was the ultimate sacrifice. No more did you have to slay a bullock. Amen. No more did you have to slay. Amen. A lamb or a ram or a turtle dove or amen whatever the case may be but amen he became that ultimate sacrifice amen and we know amen and hallelujah when we choose amen that idol amen that idol that that, that comes before God that idol that we just have to have in our world but really it's just amen it might be visible but there's absolutely no substance amen and, and, and what we're doing is we're amen we're crucifying God again we're nailing him back on that cross 
amen, to an open shame. And he's crying out, amen, and he's saying, the taste of their idol, amen, has become disgusting to me. Uh, it's the idols. Amen. When the Bible says, when you know to do good and do it and not, it's a sin. We might say, well, it wasn't that big of a deal. It, it wasn't that bad. It was just a conversation. It, it wasn't that bad. It was just a word. It wasn't just ba- that bad. It was just a TV show. It wasn't that bad. It was just a song on the on the radio station. Amen. I'm just going to tell you, uh, amen, it's gross in the sight of God. It's a distasteful, amen, feeling. It's, a, it's just nasty in his taste buds, and it should be in ours as well. Pastor Orton, I'm not up here tonight to to make everybody think that I'm perfect. I'm not up here tonight to make everybody think that I haven't gone through things. You've heard my testimony. Amen. I'm not up here tonight to say that I don't struggle with things. Amen. But I am up here tonight to say uh, there's some things, uh, amen, that Pastor Man can't have in his house. Uh, There's some things, uh, amen, that I can't have go across my television screen. Uh, Amen. There's music that I just can't listen to. Uh, There's words that I just can't hear or say. Uh, Amen. There's radio stations that I can't turn to. There's people that I can't hang out with. There's conversations that I can't have. And it's not because I'm too good. Amen. It's not because, you know what? Rewind. It's because he made me too good for that idol. He sacrificed himself upon that cross. Amen. How dare I turn to that idol that becomes disgusting. My wife and I received two $50 gift cards to Applebee's. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. But y'all know when you go and sit there, there's music. It's not Christian music. Amen. They, I guess if somebody wanted to go with their 21st century little jukebox on the wall and go choose a Christian song, they could. But how often does that happen? Well, the first time that we ate there a couple weeks ago with this gift card, we were sitting there in this booth just enjoying. Amen. And I'm not going to lie, Pastor, this music plays. Amen. I'm a praise team singer. A lot of these songs are songs I've heard in high school. Maybe even back on in elementary school riding the bus when they had music playing. Amen. And it takes a physical action for me not to sit there and want to sing it or, or boop. <laughs> You know, come on now, yeah. Amen, but I'm telling you something. I was sitting there, and I was listening to a song. I didn't know the song. Amen, my wife and I were listening to it, and all of a sudden, amen, this word comes across, amen, which is a word that I don't entertain, which is a word that's not in my vocabulary, which is a word that does not come across my TV screen. Amen, and you would have thought that I was a kid. Amen, listening to this song. Amen, all of a sudden, this word, comes out and I was my you should have, you should ask my wife and I've heard the word plenty of times in fact I work with a guy amen who probably says it multiple times a day 
But it was a shock to me. Why was it a shock to me? Because it's not the normal. Amen. I don't put that in my ears. I don't entertain those things. Why? Because it's not pleasing to God. And anything that displeases God is an idol. I don't have to let 30 words of cursing come across a TV show before I turn it off. Amen. If just one word comes on, it's not worth it. I'm sorry. I don't have to be entertained that bad. Amen. I'm sorry. Amen. It's idolatry. Idolatry is the worship of a physical object as a God or an immoderate attachment or devotion to something. I'm coming here to tell you tonight that anything that you're putting before God, it could be your time. Amen. Your time can be an idol. Amen. The time which we like to use excuses for and say that we don't have enough of. Amen. There were probably about 4,000 text messages between yesterday and today. Maybe more. I don't know. (laughs) About prayer. Amen. If you don't want to talk about prayer, you don't want to hear pastor, sister, my wife, whoever, me talk about it, you better get off that text message because I'm telling you, you're going to hear it. Amen. Amen. Because I'm going to tell you something. Some of y'all say, well, I just didn't have time. Well, there's an idle something because what else did you have time for? In fact, I even used an example. Amen. Pastor, I don't know if y'all, if, if you read all of it today. I was even, I was running my furnace and I looked down, it was like 20 text messages. I looked down like 30 seconds later, 40 text messages. Next thing I know, 75 text messages. I'm like, my goodness, I got a lot to catch up on. Amen, but I use the example. Some of y'all sure do like to text a lot on this group message. And some of y'all are a part of the ladies group text message, which I'm not a part. And I'm thankful that I'm not a part. Amen. Pastors, overseer of the ladies text message. Amen. And I said, if you have time to text on this, but you can't pray, amen, you have time, and it's idle. Amen. And don't amen me too hard. Don't start rebuking these group text messages. Amen. Because my wife texts on there more than any of y'all, and I promise you, she prays. But my point was, if you have time to do that, but you can't pray, I just found you a little slot of time. We talk about budgets. Some of y'all need to budget your time out. Sister Orton handed out a budget sheet. Amen. For your finances. We need to print out one for your time. Amen. You write down everything you do from the moment you wake up, your feet hit the ground, uh, to the moment you're laying in that bed and you start snoring. I know you can't write it down when you start snoring, but. Amen. You figure out the time you said you didn't have. Uh, amen. You'll figure out that really, amen, you sure did find a lot more time, uh, amen, than you thought you had. Uh, amen. But where was the time that you did not take uh, for your prayer? Where was the time that you did not take for reading the word? Uh, where was the time that you did not take? The idol. The idol. 
Amen. What taste does it give you? Some of y'all, I, I, I would hope that you haven't gone so far, amen, that it doesn't give you an evil taste at all. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. I can say it over and over. There's no excuse. Amen. We could say all these different things. But when we get to judgment, God's just going to say, I don't want to hear it. I never knew you. In fact, he ain't even going to waste his words on saying, I I don't want to hear it. not going to be an excuse you're not going to be able to say oh god i I, I just struggle and i'm not making fun of y'all but when you struggle amen that's a sign to pray amen brother matt you talked about and this is not a this not a rebuke at all i promise you but brother matt talked about the two sides of accountability and i need to go watch that coffee bar apparently it was very good amen Yes, there's two sides. Of, there's more than two sides of accountability. And yes, we do struggle. And you know what? Brother Matt, I want to tell you, he actually does a lot better job of confessing than a lot of people. Because he'll put on there for everybody, listen, I, did, I struggled, I did, I that. Amen. When a lot of people wouldn't, wouldn't do it. He puts it in front of everybody to see. Amen. But we, but what we have to do, what we have to do, Sister Alice, uh, is we have to be mature enough uh, when we are struggling. Uh, say, God, uh, I take that as a sign uh, that I'm going to give you my struggles. Because I want to tell you, yes, we can go confess it to somebody. Yes, we can go talk to somebody. And that's good. The word tells us we have to do it. Amen. There's healing in it. There's healing in it. But I want to tell you something. You can't get confession. Amen. Without prayer. Confess your faults one to another. And what? Pray for one another. Amen. So in the midst of your confession, amen, you better find time to pray. Idols. I mean, there's another word, idol, I-D-L-E. Idol. Not occupied or employed. Amen. This, I did not really know that was part of that definition, so I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. Having no employment. Inactive. Not turned to normal or appropriate use. Amen. I'm not going to lie. I worked a long time, 50 to 60 hours a week. Long time. Because of bad decisions I made. And pastor, I'd be so tired. I'm not going to lie. It was easy, easy to be a couch potato. It's like you just sit down, you relax, put your feet up, and you just zone out and just... Boom, that's it. Take your mind off of everything. Amen, but I'm just going to tell you. Amen, I get itchy after sitting for so long. Amen. Yeah, I I tell my wife all the time, my goodness, laziness is hard work. 
Come on. You go to bed hurting, you wake up hurting. Why? Because you didn't do enough. And that can be an idol. The, the, the Sunday night that we, that, uh, of Christmas, that we were supposed to have church and didn't, didn't end up having church. I mean, I was already done shaving, getting ready. If I'm not mistaken, my wife had cut my hair, whatever. Well, guess what? Pastor's called, canceled church. Really good time to organize my wife in my closet. We have a lot more time than we think we have. And I'm not saying it's a brag on myself. Amen. Because I promise you I can very easily go a whole 24 hours and not do much productive. Amen. Except for pray, read his word. Amen. But we have a lot more time than we think we have. I don't have time to pray. Yes, you do. I don't have time to read his word. Yes, you do. I don't have time. Amen. And I can take this brief minute to reiterate stuff that we've been talking about for weeks. Families and marriages. Work as a team. And when you work as a team, amen, you'll have a lot more time. Amen. When I'm off with my wife, the very first thing I do, get up, brush my teeth, get downstairs. Amen. It doesn't matter if she's down there or not. I make the coffee. Coffee with God. Come on now. What's better than prayer, reading the word, and drinking coffee? That's Holy Ghost right there. That'll get you to intercession a whole lot faster. I'm just going to tell you. Amen. We work together. Amen. If she's cooking in the kitchen, 90% of the time I'm unloading or loading the dishwasher, doing laundry, sweeping, vacuuming. I'm doing something. Amen. To be productive. Amen. So when we're sitting down or when we're ready to sit down, she doesn't have to stand in the kitchen for another hour while my lazy carcass is on the couch. I'm not here to preach on marriages. I'm here to tell you we have more time than we think we have. And she's not in there barking at me and saying, you need to get in here and you need to unload this dishwasher. You need to go do the laundry. Why don't you, you, you need to go vacuum. No, she said, honey, you've worked hard. You need to go sit down. But I do it because I treasure the time I have with that woman. And anything I do to help her doesn't just give me more time, but it gives us more time together. <laughs> what are the idols in your life? What time are you using idly? Not continue. Okay, let me continue reading this definition. Amen. My goodness, it's already 20 till 9. I've read like hardly any of my verses. Not turn to normal or appropriate use. Lacking worth or basis. Hey, I want to tell y'all, some of y'all struggling. We talked about this on the, on the text message today too. Amen. It's kind of funny. We were talking about the spirit of offense and somebody, some people got offended. Damn, that's ironic. Amen. So we started talking about the spirit of offense, a wounded spirit. What does it say here? Idle, lacking worth or basis. Some of y'all lacking worth. Amen. Get up and find something to do with your time. Amen. You ever heard the saying, it's not a scripture, but an idle mind is the devil's workshop. Amen. I'm just going to tell you, you sit idly by Googling, amen, or gossiping, or watching soup and stuff. What better time? Soupid. Y'all heard me. Soupid stuff. 
Amen. What better time for the devil to creep in your mind, amen, and start planting seeds of hopelessness? Amen. What better time, amen, for the devil to creep in your mind, amen, and start, amen, uh, 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 planting seeds of bitterness and, and, uh, and offense, and, and I'm not good enough, and I don't know how this is going to work out. And I... Amen. You have to get up. You got to move. You got to do something. Amen. You have time. Vain, shiftless, lazy, all definitions of idle. To run at low power. Y'all know when your engine is idling, run at low power and often disconnected usually so that power is not used for useful work. How long have some of us been running on idle? Not used for useful work. We're, we're running at low power. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. And if I need power, amen, I need a leap. I need a dance. Amen. If I want joy, Brother Timmy, I got to do what? Amen. I got to leap for it. Amen. I got to dance for it. To spend time in idleness, to move idly, we have time. I'm still talking about the taste of your idols. Amen. Hebrews 11, verse 6. We can quote this. But without faith, it is impossible, impossible to please him. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. Diligently seek him. Amen. I don't have time. Yes, you do. Diligently seek him. Matthew 12, verse 36 through 37. Amen. This is I-D-L-E. I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. I don't know about you. Amen. But there's been some things I've said, Brother Joel. Amen. Hallelujah. After they came out, they didn't taste too good. Talking about your neighbor. Gossiping about your pastor. Amen. Talking about this. Talking about that. Gossip, chitter chatter, idle word, every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Amen. You say there's no power in your words. Amen. You say, hallelujah. Amen. That what you say doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. Oh, I was just joking. <laughs> Sounded evil, didn't it? I was just joking. Amen. Oh, but oh, but what does it say? It says, um, uh, for by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words. So that means, uh, amen, when I speak against what God uh, has already said is supposed to be ordained, uh, amen, I'm justifying that negative action, that negative word. Uh, amen. I'm going to be judged by that idle talk. Uh, amen. When God said, let it be so, uh, amen, and you found yourself, uh, amen, with doubt, uh, amen, because it didn't happen in 30 seconds uh, like you wanted it to, and all of a sudden, uh, amen, you start talking negatively against that promise. Idle, 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 idle. Amen. Proverbs 19:15. Amen. Slothfulness casteth into a deep sleep, and an idle soul shall suffer hunger. Well, I'm hungry. We don't have food. I don't know where it's going to come from. Get a job. 
Get a job. Find something to do. Hey, man, you have a day off? Find something to do. You have time. 1 Timothy 5.13, with all they learn to be, and with all they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house. And this was talking about widows, but this is going to apply to everybody. Not only idle, but tattlers and busybodies speaking things which they ought not. Let's preach on that till midnight and watch who falls out the window. Speaking things which they ought not. Some people get on your nerves. Maybe you've been hanging out with them too much. Amen. Because I'm just going to tell you, the person I, I love the most. If I, lo- I love you more than You know my wife, you said, she, what? I, you told me I'm getting on your nerves. Well, yes, you get on my nerves. It means I love you. You didn't know that, did you? That's reverse psychology. And you spend enough time with anybody, I promise you there's going to be a point in time they get on your nerves. Amen. But guess what? You better look in the mirror because you're getting on their nerves. But don't let it allow you to speak things which you should not. Idle. The taste of your idol. Amen. Isaiah 42, verse 8. Now we're going to talk about idols. Amen. Like my message, I-D-O-L. I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory will not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Guys, I'm telling you, it could be video games. It could be TV shows. It could be social media. It could be anything, anything, anything. Yes, it could be sleep. It could be If you just lay there and stare at the ceiling. Amen. It can be an idol. Psalms 97, verse 6 through 7. The heavens declare his righteousness, and all the people see his glory. Confounded be all they that serve graven images, that boast themselves of idols. Worship him, all ye gods. Amen. I don't want to have idols in my life. Amen. And we could all... We could all probably quote this, Exodus 20, verse 2. I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Amen. Now, that was a little God. And, and let me just tell you, the, the, the Egyptians had lots of idols. The Israelites, amen. The Israelites were in bondage to the Egyptians for 400 and what, 30 years, something like that. Amen. They developed a, 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 a habit of idol worship. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. He's jealous. He's jealous of the time that you're not giving him. I'm not saying, amen, I know I could hear it. Pastor, I'm telling you, amen, we send the text messages out, amen, trying to encourage people. We, amen, we talk about prayer. We have Bible studies about it, and you can hear people slurring, like, well, they just think that we shouldn't have time to do anything. <laughs> yeah, they expect us to be perfect. Amen, God, we're not saying you can't have fellowship. We're not saying that you can't go eat a good meal. We're not saying, 
but make time for God because he's jealous of the time that you're not giving him. My wife and I, when we're, when, when we're off, amen, it's the very, when uh, we're off together, it's the very first thing we do. Very first thing before we do anything else, unless we have to be somewhere. And then I promise you, as we're getting ready, we're praying, we're doing, we find time. You got to prioritize. God is a jealous God. Visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Amen. I have a long scripture here, text, but I'm just going to read part of it. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 9 says, neither, neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Your murmuring, amen, is an idol. It's an idol for all of us from time to time that we need to destroy. Amen. Complaining, murmuring. Amen. We have to learn to give thanks. The Bible says doesn't give th- don't give thanks. Amen. If it's a good day, sunny day, give thanks in all things. When there's no money in the bank, I thank you, Lord, because you're my provider. When I'm sick, I thank you, Lord, for you're my, he- my healer. Lord Jesus, when I'm overcoming an addiction, I thank you because you're my deliverer. Lord, when, I, when, when I'm battling things in my mind, I thank you because you're, you're the peacekeeper, and my peacekeeper and the peacemaker, the prince of peace. Lord, I thank you. He has the answer. He is the answer for anything, for everything. Amen. Verse 12 says, wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall pride. Pride when you think. Amen. Well, it's not going to happen to me. It's not just haughtiness, standing up and puffing your chest out and thinking you got it all together. Amen. But some of y'all that think you're so meek and humble. And you can, I'm going to tell you, Pastor, I really believe, especially in this day and hour. I don't want to say this generation, because it's been in every generation, but in this generation, more than any, we have entitled people entirely too much. We have hand, given people too many handouts. There are too many people, amen, that think, well, it's not, it doesn't matter. I don't have to have responsibility. I don't have to do anything. Amen. I can just sit here because I know I'm going to be bailed out of my problem. You better learn to stand on your own two feet. Amen. Amen. Pastor's not always going to be there to bail you out. Amen. Family's not always going to be there to bail you out. You can't go to heaven on your pastor's coattail. Yeah, he can preach it to you. Amen. But you better, you better learn to seek out your, amen, salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. I'm talking about idols. The very end of all this. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. 
Let me read the, the scripture. It's, after it said, wherefore let him that thinketh he stand, take heed that he fall. It says, there hath no temptation taken you, but as such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but with all temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. But then right after that, then it says, flee from idolatry. It's not talking about putting yourself in positions to be tempted. Amen. And then rejoicing when you didn't go all the way. Idols. Amen. Ephesians 5, verse 15 and 16. We're talking about time. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Proverbs 16, verse 3, commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Commit thy works unto the Lord. And another version says, your plans will be established. Amen. It's time that we start writing our plans down. You You know why we need a budget? Because without ordering your dollar... Your dollar will be out of order. Dave Ramsey, I don't have this app, but but Dave Ramsey, there's an app called Make Every Dollar Count or whatever it is. Yeah, he overcame bankruptcy twice. He had to learn the lesson the hard way. Now he's teaching millions upon millions across the world how to handle their finances. Amen. <clears throat> Matthew six twenty four. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You have a problem with somebody, it's because you're not putting God first. It's not just talking about, it says you cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon is money. All right? But what does it say, man? A man cannot serve two masters, for either he will hate the one or love the other. You have a problem, you start despising somebody, you start having bitterness towards somebody. <laughs> it's because you're not putting the master where he's supposed to be in your life. Amen. Where's your time? Hallelujah. John 3, verse 30, he must increase, but I must decrease. Romans 8, verse 5, and I'm... I'm about done. Brother Matt, if you want to get ready to come up here. Romans chapter 8, verse 5 through 8. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Why do you keep telling me to pray? Because you're about to lose your mind. But if you just turn to God. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Some of y'all are fleshly. Y'all need self-discipline, self-control. Brother Matt used to weigh, what was your biggest, 350 pounds? Brother, y'all, y'all saw what Brother Matt used to look like. Amen. 
It took discipline. He had to go on a liquid diet for, what, like two weeks before he could even have surgery. Then he went through this surgery. So many things you can't eat. You can only eat a small portion. Amen. I was going to tell you, it takes discipline. And here, however many years later, he's gained some of his weight back, but he has kept most of his weight off. It took discipline. Amen. To get rid of the idols, to have success in our lives, to have a relationship with God. Amen. To have a successful ministry. I don't care what it is. Successful family, money, whatever, business. takes discipline. But we have to order it. Because if we don't order it, somebody's going to order it for us. And it's going to be out of order. And God is not the author of confusion. Luke 14, 33, so likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. God is jealous. He wants all of us. There's more scriptures I can read. Amen. We're going to get Brother Matt up here. But we, it's time that we start disciplining. I'm just going to tell you, we, we preach it and we preach it and we preach it and it's been preached for 2,000 years that God's coming back soon. And, and it's in our ears, and we're just like, yeah, right, whatever. But if you never hear the trumpet, God could come for you on the way home. Amen. Y'all remember Dylan. I'm going to be there tonight, Pastor. I'm going to be there tonight, Pastor. 17 years old. Died in a four-wheeler accident. He wasn't there. He didn't make it that night, and he never made it again. 17 years old. Oh, sure, God's coming back. You need to quit thinking about God coming back, the trumpet sounding, and start thinking about when God could take your last breath from your body. Because whatever condition you're on, when that, or you're in, when that happens, that's going to be what you're judged by. As a, fall, as a tree falls, so shall it lay. There's not going to be second chances. There's not going to be time for excuses. There's not going to be time to say, but God, or Lord, I didn't have time, or give me one more chance, or there's no purgatory. That's false doctrine. There's not going to be a little waiting cell that you get in for God to send you back to earth or whatever and to try again. No. Amen. What is the taste of your idols? What idols do you have, amen, that God is looking at and not pleased with? Amen. Thanks for taking the time to take in today's program. This is a media ministry outreach of Truth Apostolic Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. For more information about our ministry, visit our website. We're doing it. We're
trying our best. Praise God to put it all out. Amen. Out there on every platform we possibly can. Hallelujah. And I'm glad because the world, hallelujah, amen, needs to know that what I have, amen, is being filled with the Spirit, amen, can change their life. 